In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is Reformation Sunday, and we have in our gospel story a wonderful story of Reformation, one of those crack of lightning stories that is reminiscent of Luther's tower experience when he realized that salvation came through God's grace and love alone. And that story is the story of Zacchaeus. And I want to share with you this morning some of the insights that I have gained through meditating upon this, sto this story for my sermon this morning. So for some reason, Zacchaeus really wanted to see Jesus that day. He arrived in Jericho. The gospel story does not tell us why, simply that he wanted to see who Jesus was. Perhaps he had heard the stories of Jesus's miracles, his public criticism of the Jewish religious leaders, and perhaps he had heard that this rabbi actually ate meals with people like him, tax collectors, rich people, people whom the Jews were forbidden to associate with, let alone have them enter their homes. In other words, people like him. So Zacchaeus formed a plan. He would get to the parade route ahead of time and climb up a sycamore tree and just watch. He wanted to see this Jesus guy up close, but he also probably didn't want Jesus to see him. In other words, he was hiding in that tree. I bet Zacchaeus was not only hiding from Jesus, but also perhaps from the crowd too, because Zacchaeus knew in his heart he did not deserve the attention of a holy man like Jesus, and he probably did not want to draw attention to himself either. So can you imagine the surprise of Zacchaeus when all of a sudden Jesus looks up and sees him? And not just sees him, but somehow knows his name, which means pure and innocent in Hebrew, and calls out to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down. I am coming to your house today. Zacchaeus must have been completely baffled as, when, as was everyone else in the crowd who began grumbling, probably jealously. Why does he, a sinner, get to have Jesus as a guest at, at, in his house? For everyone in that crowd knew who Zacchaeus was. As the chief tax collector, he was known as a cheater and a colluder with the Romans. And he was rich because he had taken money from his fellow Jews who were probably poor to give to the Romans and keep a large profit for himself. So I think we can understand Zacchaeus' surprise and also the surprise of the crowd gathering around. But what did Jesus see in this little man sitting in a tree? Well, we know from other gospel stories that Jesus often exhibited this uncanny but divine understanding of people when he saw them and knew just the right thing to say to that individual. And in this case, Jesus simply saw Zacchaeus as one of the lost children of Israel he had come to save, and he knew his heart. And when Zacchaeus looked into Jesus' eyes, 
when Zacchaeus came into the presence of Jesus, no longer just an observer, he probably saw, or I think he did see, a love and a compassion that touched him to his core. Zacchaeus must have heard Jesus' invitation as a piercing light coming into his soul. And in that light came the knowledge of Jesus' love for him and also his need to become someone different in his presence. I have had moments like these, these moments of piercing light, knowing Jesus' love for me and also knowing there are things that Jesus wants to change. And I hope I have more, and I hope all of you have more of these moments when you, when you, ha you have that piercing light in your soul and know Jesus' presence and know that Jesus is not finished with you yet. So Zacchaeus jumps down out of his safe haven in the tree, and Luke tells us he was happy. I picture him jumping up and down and responding to Jesus' invitation with abandonment. I will give half of my money away to the poor. And he named his sin, too. He called tax collecting what it was, fraud, and he repents of it. And after Zacchaeus gives half of his money to the poor and refunds four times what he has taken in profits from taxes, Zacchaeus will no longer be a rich man. And I'm sure that Jesus was probably happy and laughing too. And he says to the unfriendly crowd, look, salvation has come to this house. This guy here, he's a son of Abraham. Zacchaeus now belongs to the community of the saved because Jesus sought him out and saved him and loved him. So what are some of the themes that we can take away from this story? First, I think we see the extravagance of divine love, which calls forth extravagance in us. Zacchaeus had led a life of complete corruption and separation from his community. He was a bad guy. And Jesus loved him extravagantly. And Zacchaeus loved Jesus extravagantly back. Unlike the rich ruler, Zacchaeus did not walk away. He was able to give up the earthly things for the heavenly, as our colic today reminds us. And here's where I think this gospel story also ties in with our passage from 1 Thess Thessalonians. Paul and his co-workers greet the members of the Thessalonian community with these words in verses 3 and 4. We must always give thanks to God for you, brothers and sisters, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly, and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing Therefore, we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your steadfastness and faith. In other words, Paul begins this letter by defining what success looks like for the church, growing in love for each other and in love for God. Extravagant love existed in this church, and we are told that this love 
sustained their community in persecution and suffering. And these past two years, we have suffered. And that suffering has broken up wounds. But for me, at least, and I think for many of you, that breaking up of that wounds has broken down barriers that we had between each other. And we are also learning how to be extravagant in our love for each other. The second theme I find in both the gospel story of Zacchaeus and our epistle passage is Christ's effectual call on our lives. Here we get to the Reformation part, by the way. <laughs> when we hear Christ's call on our lives, as Zacchaeus did, we will be changed by that call. Paul ends his prolonged greeting and admonition in chapter 1 of 2 Thessalonians with a reminder to the Thessalonians to continue to increase in their love for Jesus, and I'm quoting here, for Jesus and for each other, so that the God of grace makes us worthy of his call. According to his grace, the call, the invitation to come into Jesus' presence always comes with the grace for God to complete his work in us. Jesus did not wait for Zacchaeus to invite him into his home. He invited himself in. In Revelation 3.20, Jesus says, Listen, I am standing at the door knocking, and if you hear my voice and open the door, I will come into you and eat with you and you with me. Zacchaeus came that day with curiosity, but I also believe Zacchaeus came that day with a desire that he was not even able to name. And Jesus saw Zacchaeus and loved him with the kind of love that Zacchaeus was able in the light to change. In a few minutes in our liturgy, I will invite you to confess your sins before God. And after our confession, we will hear from Father James the promise of forgiveness of those sins, which is called the absolution. But then something comes in our liturgy that is called the comfortable words. And this section of the communion liturgy was an innovation on the part of Bishop Cramner when he, in the English Reformation, translated the Mass into English for his first prayer book. And it's, this is totally my conjecture. But I like to think that in having these words recited, Bishop Cramner was trying to break down the wall between the priest and the people and have the priest say words that were clearly not his own words, but the words of scripture, and words not intended to be heard just for the lay people sitting there in the pews, but for the priest himself. These are those comfortable words of Jesus speaking through the voice of the priest. Hear the word of God to all who truly turn to him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That morning in Jericho, Zacchaeus had a heavy burden, and Jesus looked up and saw him and said, 
I want to dine with you today. The comfortable words continue. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. How hard it is for each of us to accept that word. But he knows each of our names also, and he invites us to his table today. So when you come to the altar rail this morning, hear that call again. In the Eucharist, when we receive the bread and wine, we are saying yes to Jesus's call of love, his call to be in the most intimate kind of relationship with him, to be in intimate union with him, and to be accepted into the family of God. And as we accept Jesus' invitation today at the altar, let us respond as Jesus, as Zacchaeus did, with an abandonment of extravagant love and thankfulness, according to the extravagant grace of our God and Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen.